2: It's five o'clock. It's five o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your ride home. What? What? It is time for the Falcons report. Guns it caught touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught touchdown. You shall not
0: Five o'clock Falcons report. Oh, my heaven. The five o'clock Falcons report is brought to you by Jack Daniels. Make it count. Jack Daniels, please drink responsibly. It's sponsored by MD Anderson Cancer Center on Dukes and Bell.
2: We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, hey man. man. Happy Thursday. Tomorrow, we're over at Buckhead Butcher's Shop. Uh, looking forward to it. We're going to be out there doing the show. And uh, I'm sure there'll be things going on in and around the show that uh, we'll want to describe to you guys and, and make sure you know what's going on. New location for Buckhead Butcher Shop. But we'll tell you all about that tomorrow as we're over in Buckhead. My granny raised me, Mike. That's his Twitter handle. Okay. He says, Dukes and Bell, AI will take all the jobs, leaving humanity irrelevant. We'll all receive stimulus checks just to stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it'll be like... uh was it Ready Player One? That's right. right. That's, we'll all be sitting around doing, like, the virtual reality stuff. All yeah. Right. Uh, that's funny, man. I, listen, I, that's my fear is, like, it, it, listen, there are already a bunch of jobs that are that are are gone because no. of, of robots and, and AI and all this stuff Mike was talking about in, in Guy Talk. But it's only going to get better. I mean, in, in 20 years, okay, mm-hmm. it's going to be, there will be jobs that right now don't exist right. because
3: AI will be, be doing those jobs, Mike. Right. Now, again, I, I don't want to take anybody, you know, out of the job market, but I mean. You no, know. it's too late. I mean, but could robots do a better job in the Popeyes drive-through? <laughs> if the Popeyes drive-through was the, see again now, ironically, we'd have all we, Skynet will take 30 over. Thirty-minute wait for the spicy. There'll be a, there'll be a nuclear <laughs> apocalypse. It's all because we wanted faster fried chicken.
2: Can you imagine? <laughs> you roll up. It's all automated. Thirty-minute <laughs> wait for spicy.
3: You'd be mad. Do you want to have mac and cheese with your f- family meal? No, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, it's certainly going to be interesting to see where the technology goes. But there are people smarter than us that are saying, beware. That was the story today. There's one of the posts. There's one of the in the L.A. Times as
2: well. All right, guys. uh, Coming up, we're going to get to the Hawks. Last night, Trey has a big night as they win in Oklahoma City. He also um, does something pretty special on a historic night as he passes Isaiah Thomas. We'll let you hear what he had to say about that. And uh, coming up, also more about the NFL playoffs. We're getting closer to Sunday And teams practice today. I mean, the Chiefs practice. There's video out now, Patrick Mahomes, and Mm. what that ankle looks like, and him walking on the field. We now know uh, Christian McCaffrey's going to play. He says he's going to play, even though they kept him out of practice yesterday. We'll get to all of that. But let's talk about what happened today, Mike, because in Mm. our division, there are changes. Arthur Smith, we knew he would be here. What we did know was who was getting the Carolina job and what might happen in Tampa with Todd Bowles and were the Saints potentially going to move on from Dennis Allen. Saints Mm -hmm. didn't. Bowles is still there. But today, Mike, Carolina makes their hire, and you and I both kind of looked at each other and shrugged our shoulders. Yeah, I mean,
3: Tepper, the billionaire owner of Carolina, who, again, like most Wall Street guys, wanted done yesterday, is going with Frank Reich. 61 year old Frank Reich, obviously legendary backup, and had some great moments with the Bills. And then you know you could argue he had multiple quarterbacks, and some of them weren't very good in his tenure in uh, in Indianapolis, including getting Matt Ryan at the wrong time. But it just seems a bit uncompelling when you think of names like Sean Payton that were uh, being floated out there. And I don't know, man. Frank Reich, it's just I'm glad Payton's not in the division. But yes. what do you think about Frank Reich? I, I listen. I
2: respect the, what he's been able to do. Part of his issue, and 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 I said this earlier, wasn't necessarily his fault. Imagine the Falcons, since Arthur Smith has gotten here, and this has kind of happened, having a new quarterback for the next three more three mm. years. We had Matt Ryan. Then we moved to, to Marcus Mariota. Now we're on to Desmond Ritter, Mike. And next year we'd have a new quarterback starting opening day and then the following year. That's what happened in Indy for him. They just didn't get that right, right, which is why we have to get it right. We can't do that. Arthur Smith won't be here, guys, if we're trying to figure out the quarterback position two more years from now. But that's number one. Number two, I think he worked Four guy in Jim Ursay, Mike, where you've got a lot of dysfunction in the organization. Mm. And, you know, he became the fall guy when uh, allegedly they were supposed to be way better than what they are, and then they weren't. And right now, by the way, rumor in, mm. in, in Indianapolis is they really want – really wants to hire Jeff Saturday, Mike. And there are people in the organization who are like, eh, including the general manager, like, yeah. I'm not sure about this. Guys, he won the first game, and then he lost seven
3: in a row. Why are you hiring that? Andrew Luck was obviously the best quarterback, and the way they were able to segue from Peyton Manning to Luck. And then ever since, if, you really wanna, if you're really want to, if you honest about it, they did have levels of success because they went into the playoffs with Frank Reich. They went into the playoffs with Philip Rivers, with, at first with Andrew Luck, and Andrew Luck stepped away because yeah. of all the injuries. But then the Carson Wentz thing, But people thought, well, Reich, you know, he could probably handle that because he worked with, uh, with Carson Wentz with the Eagles before he had the injury. Nothing really went well. Ten and six, eleven, and five are his two best seasons. He did go nine and eight. Uh, didn't make the playoffs a year ago. And then this year, obviously, the wheels fell off. He's fired as the three, five and one, and Saturday takes over. So Frank Reich did get you uh, to play in the divisional round and the wild card round. But mm-hmm. there were multiple multiple quarterbacks in his defense. But I could argue, and it's not – I mean, if you were going to go Frank Reich, I could argue Steve Wilkes is sexier than Frank Reich because Steve Wilkes made lemonade out of lemons with multiple quarterbacks, including Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold and everybody else that played it uh, for Carolina, including that rainy game. Who's was who's under – was it, uh, was it uh, Teddy Bridge? Who was under center when we played him uh, the night in the rain? No, it was P.J. P.J. PJ Walker. Yeah. Yeah, but so, I mean, that's, that's three right there. So, getting back to Frank Reich, okay – I'm not, I'm not as worried. I would have been a little nervous if uh, Sean Payton was going to come in because of our track record because he pretty much owned the Falcons, you could argue. All right, so that means Steve
2: Wilkes is available. He didn't get the head coaching job there. There are some other dominoes that are falling. Dan Quinn has told interested teams he is staying in Dallas. This is according to Tom Palacero. He was a candidate for the mm. Cardinals job. Does that, does that surprise you? It does. Colts and Broncos. Now, Jerry's taking care of DQ. He's fond of him. He likes him. I'm telling you this from firsthand knowledge. And DQ likes being in Dallas. He likes his defense. He likes what those young guys are. I still know he has aspirations to be a head coach, Mike, but I guess none of these jobs are attractive to him. So he's told yeah. sources, uh, I even though he was a top candidate for the Cardinals job, Broncos, and even the Colts, he was supposed to do a second interview. He is
3: staying as hard as in Dallas right now. Huh. And cynics would say, yeah, just wait for the other shoe to drop with McCarthy. Because despite all the nonsense and Jerry talking in circles after the game, how can you be tethered to Mc- How can you be locked in, in stone that Mike, Mike, Mike McCarthy is your head coach? All right. So after two flameouts outs with some pretty good teams.
2: So here's what's interesting. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're just kind of talking about some of the coaching mm-hmm. hires. Things are starting to, to kind of fall into place here for some of these teams. Sean Payton is still yet to take a job, even though he's been interviewed mm-hmm. numerous places. Kellen Moore is the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys. He was up for the Panthers' job. He doesn't get it. And now Mike McCarthy today said in his presser he's meeting with Kellen Moore tomorrow to potentially talk about whether he is going to retain his services or not, Mike. Mm-hmm. So what I'm telling you is it may not be McCarthy, but they may have a new offensive coordinator because this whole yeah. DAC conversation, and I still, I don't even know if that's well, the answer.
3: And you and I have debated this because we, we had this conversation the other day. I was never, ever, ever able to understand how Jason Garrett lasted as long as he has. McCarthy's an uncompelling hire, and I don't understand how, what genius people see in Kellen Moore, if I'm honest. Because once you lost Pollard, you were dead in the water in that game, and you had really good skill position wide receivers, unless you say the Dak just completely melted under the pressure. No, I, I, listen, I think when they
2: traded, you know, um, CeeDee Lamb is is solid, right? But... I think sometimes that wide receiving core is a little bit overrated. They had to
3: go bring in T.Y. Hilton because that's where they're that's how the that position they were in late in the season yeah. to, to bolster it.
2: As a group, I think, you know, that's part of the, the conversation. But Kellen Moore, I think there's a chance he's probably not back if they're going to have this conversation as soon as tomorrow. Either way, some dominoes falling. Um, as far as the Falcons, and this is for us, guys. Now, if you're seeing guys who were up for jobs who may not get those jobs, those guys potentially become candidates. And I'm talking about all the defensive coaches. There's probably about five or six defensive coaches that have been up for jobs, Mike. That either it hasn't happened, or Dan Quinn, for example, is going back. Now, what does that do to the to the pecking order of how you look at these guys and who you want to be first on that level on on the uh, on your list? I'm not sure. Again, right now, who that is for the Falcons. Both said it yesterday. If Steve Wilkes is interested in working as a D.C., I definitely am calling him, man.
3: Definitely. Steve, uh, you know, again, Arizona was kind of in flux when he was the head coach there. He's 53, younger guy. Um, I like it. I, I've said, uh, said it on Twitter. I would love to go get Wilkes And Vic Fangio, I know we interviewed Fangio and Brian Flores earlier. We had the uh, Saints assistant defensive coach was interviewed uh, yesterday. I would, uh, and by the way, F- yeah, Fangio is still not official, but apparently he's leaning, Miami's leaning towards hiring him. Why don't we go get Steve Wilkes in here, man? And then Steve Wilkes, if he does a really great job, they're risking like any other position coach. He'll get hired some somewhere else. But I'd like that. I think that'd be a nice fit.
2: So here's the other one that we've been talking about today. It's Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, and that's the Jets. Allegedly, they interviewed 15 candidates for their offensive coordinator job, and then they make the decision to go with Nathaniel Hackett. Now, the name sounds familiar because he was just the head coach of the Broncos. He left Green Bay. Mike was there as the quarterback's mm. coach, worked with Aaron Rodgers. You know the story. But now he goes to the Jets, and the Jets have a quarterback issue, and he just left a situation where he was playing or working with, you know, one of the best quarterbacks, allegedly, and I still believe it. I still think Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I don't know what happened this year in, in Denver, but he was the guy that was
3: running this ship, and now he's going to run the Jets offense? Yeah, and Demico Ryans, by the way, is the leading candidate. Apparently, they can't – you know, he's got some work to do this week when the NFC Championship – and as good as, as young, and as promising as he is, he's got to have a whiz bang offensive coordinator that's going to straighten out the $240 million Russell Wilson problem. Otherwise, they got to move on. I would think they go offense. But Hackett, everybody is seeing that and says, well, two plus two equals five. Aaron Rodgers is coming to New York because he was an assistant with the Packers. You feel like that? You feel like that? I mean, there's smoke. I mean, like, Joe Namath's heard about it. A lot of other guys have thrown it out there. I, Hackett, I, I, I would think that if, if Aaron Rodgers does anyone get along with Aaron Rodgers? Maybe Hackett does, <laughs> if that's part of the equation. I do think it's time for him to get – regardless, I think it's time for him to get out of Green Bay. And the Jets have got a lot of pieces. Yeah. They go get another wide receiver. They got a lot of weapons. And then you put Aaron Rodgers. They, they're they one of those teams, Carl, they were in almost every game this year saved for, what, Chris, three? Three or four where they got, they got smoked like us? You needed competent quarterback play like us. And, they, and we couldn't get it, and the Jets couldn't get it. I just don't know – and listen, some of these
2: guys, you know, when you talk about head coaches and assistants and hiring guys, OCs and DCs, they know each other and they're more familiar with each other. But, Mike, how do you sell that your team was last in points in the league and you never scored 30 points in a single game this season and you were the head coach and the guy behind the offense? How do you sell that to the Jets? Like, how do you go in with Robert Sala and, and the general manager and you're sitting there and you're like, look, I know it looked like a crap show over there, but let me tell you how great I am. Here are the numbers, Nathan. <laughs> All
3: right, two of two, one of two things.
4: Money is energy. Yeah.
3: Either he says this, the truth, or he lies. (laughs) (laughs) The truth would be, I was in over my head. Okay. And if I had to do all over again, X, Y, Z, and I did on this and I did on that. Or he lies and he says... Russell Wilson just can't do the job Ooh, anymore. Oh, yeah. And, then, right, and, you, and, you, and if you want to, you play that card. Not that he would. But, I mean, sometimes, and we've said this a million times, in college and in pro, some guys are the dude with the headset upstairs. They're not the guy to be the head man. And he's one of, maybe he's one of those guys. We're going to see. All right, guys, we'll let you in on what Patrick Mahomes had to say
2: today, uh, how he's feeling. Also, what Jalen Hurts is talking about with his team and trying mm-hmm. to lead the Eagles to the Super Bowl. We are gearing up for the AFC-NFC Championship Games. Sunday, by the way, we've got you covered. 2 o'clock pregame, 2.30, kick for the NFC Championship Game. Right here on Sports Radio 92.9, the game you're home for the NFL. And after Game 1, we're carrying the AFC Championship Game. Monday, Mike and I are back to talk about it. But we've got plenty of time to dive into it tomorrow. We're going to give you our official picks and get more into these games. Coming up in the 6 o'clock hour, friend of the show, Harry Douglas, joins us to talk about these games. But when we come back... Big night for Trey, but why did it look so familiar? It's next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
3: Just on my side, it's the physical part. It's the emotional part. It's the spiritual part.
0: (laughs) Shut up. Shut up. The Strong arm Story of the Day is brought to you by John Foyt Associates' Personal Injury Law.
2: Coming up, we're going to talk about Trey Young, uh, a milestone last night, and uh, it's always good when your star hits one of those. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Also coming up in the 6 o'clock hour, Harry Douglas from ESPN is going to join us. We'll talk to him about all things NFC-AFC championship game. Real quick, we were talking about Dan Quinn. And, you know, it hits home, right, because he was here with us. Uh, Mike has always said that if Dan Quinn won that Super Bowl, he'd probably still be here um, because it would have given you more leeway to screw up things and maybe get it right again. But... He is not taking any jobs in Dallas. And one of our, our listeners on Twitter, follow Mike, he's Mike Bell, ATL. I mean, I put him up, see Dukes. He says, guys, I think it's a bit of cockiness in my opinion. Take All it takes is one bad year to not be considered for any head coaching job. Guys, Eric Biennemi went from being one hot commodity like to right? nobody's talking about him. So I don't disagree with that. But, Mike, I just before we get into the Hawks here, because we keep thinking Dan Quinn is going to end up somewhere, and it, ultimately he is, guys. He's going to take a head coaching job sooner or later But he doesn't have to jump at any job because he's being taken care of so well there in Dallas, Mike. And Mm. he does have a good team. He's
3: got a good defense. But is he trying to manipulate Mike McCarthy to get that job? <laughs> now, I would say this, and I was thinking about this during the commercial break. If you feel that, and I've said for years that Arthur Blank was way too loyal, almost loyal to a fault, then you gotta respect it on some levels until it starts to be counterproductive for your organization. You know, with like the famous press conference when Quinn gets uh, when Mike Smith gets fired and the media's like, So why is he still here pointing to Dimitrov? I think if you're Dan Quinn, you could wait for McCarthy to maybe run its course, not to make it sound like Dan is behind the scenes rubbing his hands together well, being Mike, diabolical. How much more time are they going to give him? One more but, year? Well, they gave Jason Garrett a decade to screw the thing up. I'm just saying if you're Dan Quinn, hell, I can go to Dallas and I can be the head coach and do the same thing I did in Atlanta and I'll never get fired. Because Jerry Jones is is running this thing. I mean, I don't, I don't know if Jerry has all his faculties because he's starting to make less and less sense. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. It just is what it is. He's getting up there and he's not making any sense about his football team.
2: It's interesting. More on the NFL and the playoffs coming up here in less than 10 minutes. Let's shift gears and talk about the Hawks. Um, and, and Paratrooper Dan on Twitter just hit us up. And he was Thank like, you for your service if you really served. <laughs> but he heard Nate in the soundbite say the defense changed in the second half. And he's like, what defense? <laughs> Guys, <laughs> they, they gave him the 130s. He's exactly right. They scored 132. We win 137-132. Here's the gist of this game. I'm just going to take you to the end. 15 seconds to play. We're up. We're up. Basically, uh, four points. Right. Trey gets stripped. They go to the rack. It's an easy layup. We're, they're down two. It's a. It's a possession game. We get the ball inbounds out of the timeout. John Collins hits a couple of free throws. Dejounte Murray makes a big defensive play on Jay Alexander. Ball game. That's really what happened last night. But it shouldn't have never been that way, Mike. With six minutes to play, we were up 12 or or 13 points. And they cut into the lead, and here we were again on the road playing with the lead, and they find a way to cut into it. It was
3: one of those games that looked familiar even though we got the win. Yeah, the good news was uh, Trey had a great night. Again, just looking at the stats, anytime you're in the 30s and he had a double-double, did have five turnovers, but he actually uh, shot some threes. There was a comfort level. He was three for six shooting threes. But DeJounte Murray was the guy with the big 14-footer, mid-range jump shot that was huge just to stop the bleeding, and you kind of, okay, catch your breath. Yeah, And then later on, they foul, and John Collins makes both his free throws. And then you could also argue that, with all due respect to the guys that we were really blowing up yesterday, SGA kind of forgot how basketball works at the end. Either got to shoot a three or get to the basket, Carl. They wasted too much time because they were in it. It was really was a last – it was like a one- or two-possession game late, and then OKC kind of lost their poise. But they, I tell you what, it's a better job – than we did against them in Atlanta back in December. Yeah. If you're looking for some positives, and it's a win, and you you, you held on to it. But every time I watch the Hawks, I wind up asking more questions and feeling like we've turned a corner. And, again, defense, lack of poise, offensive, what is the identity in the half court, all those things. But the defense, number
2: one. It is. This is not how you win chips. It's certainly not how you win series in the Eastern Conference. I don't care. if We're not going to outscore everybody. This has to get better in the second half, Mike. And whether you're telling me we don't have enough defensive-minded guys, Capella, right. Hunter, allegedly, um, uh, you know, DJ, I, we're supposed to have enough guys in this rotation that have a defensive mindset. And I just don't see that on a regular basis. But either way, you had, you know, balanced scoring last night. Everybody mm-hmm. it was in the st- double-figure starting rotation. Um, and Bogey had a big game. Again, he had 20 last night. Capella had a double-double, yeah. You need that, and I'm glad that we won the game. But it looked familiar. We had a lead, we blew a lead, and it came down to that last minute. Let's hear from Trey, because last night he passed Isaiah Thomas for most 20-point games, 10 assist games before the age of 25. It's a heck of a milestone. Uh,
4: It means I'm doing something right. Uh, If I'm in the category with him, a legend, a Hall of Famer, um, it means I'm doing something right. So, it's got to keep going. Um... Not pay attention to it. Um, and just let let the winning and take care of everything else.
2: Let the winning take care of everything else. There you go. Yeah. But he says I'm doing something right, and he's being sarcastic there. Trey knows people have been on him. It's never been about Trey's ability, Mike. We know what he's got. It's more about does the leadership translate to to wins and
3: championships and deep mm-hmm. playoff runs. That we're still wondering about. Now I just want to see you get on that run. You know, the five and two. You know, I guess uh, now we're what? So let's uh, do the math. That's uh, We won six of our last uh, nine. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, certainly it's, it's better than where we were in, uh, in the beginning of the month. Can you make a run before the All-Star break, after the All-Star break? What's the trade deadline? I guess everybody, a lot of guys asking us today, because there's more stuff. There's always something about John Collins. So what's going to happen? I don't want to lose John Collins if I'm not getting the exact. Carl, I got to get something exactly the same or better as far as production. And the flow of the offense. yeah. And there's there's nobody out there that's going to match up.
2: Look, John, last night, for example, right, 19 and 10, he was very efficient from the field, 7 to 12 shots, hit all four of his free throws. Mm -hmm. It's a good night. That's what I expect from John Collins. 19 and 10, not overbearing. He didn't take 25 shots to get there. Mike, my whole thing is, again, if you're going to make any of these trades, does it help you become a championship-caliber team? This was the you know the decision when we, when we got DeJounte. And, again, I'm not telling you that he's not helping because I love his game, but you gave up three first-rounders. Does it make you a championship-caliber team? If you're going to trade John or Bogey, and for me it's Bogey, what are you getting in return that you go, hey, that makes us
3: better than, oh, I don't know, the Sixers. Right. And, by the way, the Sixers, if you didn't see it, it was a big thing in Philadelphia, Joel Embiid going up against Ben Simmons. And uh, and, and Embiid, they only went after each other like three times. So it wasn't like this big, oh, 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 oh," like it's a damn bullfight with a matador or something. (laughs) But people were going bananas. It was a real kind of, they described it as a a boxing-like atmosphere in Philly. Everyone's going nuts. And the Sixers get the win. Uh, They're now, what, two and five since Durant went out. Are the Nets so that's and then, see there's a team we need to get up to and get get in the mix to be in a you know locked into a non playing position. Yeah, all these teams in front of us, we may have
2: to end up trying to beat them in the playoffs. I mm. want you to hear Trey talking about playing in OKC. He grew up there, by the way. I thought Laura Jabari did a great job of doing a piece last night of saying, "Hey, this is where Trey used to sit. These are his his family seats, and he would watch you know a uh, young Kevin Durant and a young Westbrook Harden along with those guys growing up in OKC." And he talked about it.
4: Uh, it's always fun. I mean, I, I always get a lot of love and, and support out here and uh, it's, it's always great coming back here and playing in front of these fans. Um, I grew up obviously going to a lot of these Thunder games and so to be out on that court is actually crazy because my first time playing on this court was when I got to the league. So I um, didn't get a chance to play it in high school or college, but was around it a lot. So it's it's always fun coming back here and playing in, in front of, in front of these, these fans for sure.
2: Pretty cool for him. Uh, mm. Next up for our Hawks, as we mentioned, Clippers at home Saturday. And then they will go on the road at Portland, at Phoenix, at the Jazz, mm. at Nuggets, at Pelicans
3: before coming back home to play the Suns. That's not until February 9th. You know what? It's funny. We've uh, Some people feel we hold Trey to a higher standard. Oh, <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> Well, we already did the math. He's, he's making some good coin. But, uh, you know, Luke obviously with his, uh, his triple-double with the 60. Another performance last night that was unbelievable, if you didn't see it. Damian Lillard goes for 60 points on just 29 attempts. 72.4 from the field, 60% from three last night. It's one of the all-time performances. We're talking about names like Rick Barry, Carl, as far as the fewest shots attempts to get you to 60. He missed eight shots all night and scored 60. Right. Yeah, missed nine if you counted one of his missed free throws. That's unbelievable.
2: Yeah, and I said this, Mike. Dame, to me, is an, he is a guy because he plays in Portland. We don't watch him all the time. We never get to see him, yeah. He's great. He's been great. He took a team to the Western Conference Finals. He's been in the, the in the playoffs pretty much all his entire career. Name Name the other star on that team. You can't. Like, he's playing with guys and just elevating everybody. But that's a hell of a performance by Dame. 60 points last night. Hey, coming up, NFL playoffs. You're wondering what Patrick Mahomes' ankle feels like. He tells you, and you'll hear it next.
0: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
5: It is Dukes and Bell. Harry
2: Douglas is going to join us next hour. We'll talk NFL playoffs. But everybody's wondering what's going on with Patrick Mahomes. If you're just joining us, Cowboys D.C. Dan Quinn, former Falcons head coach, uh, told interested teams he's staying in Dallas. That news broke last hour. And, Mike, we've been talking about some of the other things that are going on around the NFL, um, including Steve Wilkes, who, Mike, apparently the lawyer that's representing him came out and said, there's a legitimate race problem in the NFL. And he's talking about Steve Ginn Mm. being overlooked. I haven't really even brought that up today. I hadn't talked about it. Right. I thought Steve Wilkes deserved the job and, and an opportunity to get the job, but I also think and, and Bo may know this as well. I think he's involved in that Brian Flores lawsuit, Mike. Okay. Um, that, that's you know suing the NFL. Now we hadn't talked about it because there's no movement on that front. But um, when Dave Tepper made Steve Wilkes the interim coach back in October, uh, he was asked whether he'd keep the job beyond 2022, and the answer from Dave Tepper was, "If he does an incredible job." I think he did an incredible job.
3: i got to be honest. Uh, you could put it right up there with the job Arthur Smith did with the Falcons. And yep. I know, granted, you know, Mariota, we can debate what he was and what he wasn't, but they went through even more quarterbacks than we did. We went through two, and they went through four. So, And he had to go through all that stuff, not to mention the coach getting fired. Um, I, I I don't know. Steve, remember, Steve Wilkes, he's got a bigger B for Arizona because he gets fired after one, one year, year in Arizona when they right. bring in Kingsbury, right? Yeah. I mean – Right? That, is that, that right, Chris? Like the it time was, right?
2: yeah, because yeah, they drafted Kyler Murray. But, Mike, here's the thing, and this is, this is part of his lawyer's statement when he talks about the issue in the NFL. You go from that to this, right? And you went there. You weren't intending to be the head coach. You went there to work for Matt Rule. But mm-hmm. then when given the opportunity, you make the most of it. I just – it gets back to what do you have to do to get these chances and these opportunities. Either way, um, Wilson doesn't get the job, yeah. but but just, uh, Frank Reich does get the head coaching job at Carolina.
3: It was, uh, for what it's worth, he was with the Browns one year, and then Freddie Kitchens gets fired. They brought in Stefanski, then he had his own guy. So that's just, you know, and that's also part of it. Guys go with guys. they sure. know. It doesn't matter what stripe they are. They kind of, that's part of the league. But, yeah, it's... I think Will should be a perfect fit for the Falcons. I like what the guy did, but I think uh, you know, and, and if he does a great job, he does a bang-up job with a young defense here that he'll get, he'll get a legitimate shot as a, as a head coach. I'm just not with all due respect to Frank Reich, I just thought Tepper being the big guy trying to make the splash so far and everything he's done in uh, Carolina would have gone for a bigger name, and maybe Sean Payton it just it, it got as far as it went, and that was it. Listen, I don't know if
2: that's a great job right now. And I'm talking about personnel you're inheriting. You Good still have, defense, but – You still have a quarterback yeah. issue, right? You still right. have a quarterback issue. I mean, that's we can talk about it all we want. Everybody wants to dismiss that, like, here in Atlanta, like it's not – a. It's a huge deal.
3: They do have a ton of draft uh, capital because, for better or for worse, they said we can't bank on Christian McCaffrey in the long term, but he's the perfect fit for the 49ers. But now, if they get it right, they can – you could argue, the, like, we've gone from worst to first in this division a couple of times. You can turn it around. Well, at nine, all right, they're projected to
2: take a quarterback. Now, who is that quarterback? We got to wait to see. But either way, that is the news that's out there today as some coaches are, uh, you know, starting to take jobs and, and being offered jobs and some turning them down, like Dan Quinn. Let's uh, talk about Patrick Mahomes, Mike. I-, I want you to hear what he said about his ankle today. He did practice yesterday, full participant today. There's video of him walking. They're not going to show you a whole lot with him on the field because they're not trying to give anything away. But, Mike, it looks like he's going to be just fine.
4: I uh, mean, moving on it during the game, definitely. Definitely hurt, um, but uh, after the game, I was able to rest it and kind of ice it up and do different stuff like that. I felt a little, in a little bit better position, and obviously the next morning felt a little bit better, and I've continued to get better throughout the weeks.
3: Yeah, we had uh, Bryant uh, McH- we had Bryant, uh, McFadden McFadden on B Mac was on earlier today, former Steeler, former Null, and he was saying, "Yeah, I mean, you can't you cannot diminish what it means for a guy who uses you know time." agility, and ability in the pocket to move him side to side and get the defense, I'll wait, sometimes waiting for Kelsey to come back. So how much of that is going to affect him? He'll look, He's better than certainly what he was in the second half right against the Jags, but he's still not going to be the Patrick Mahomes you need him to be, you could argue. Yeah. I, I think more pressure on Kansas City than Cincinnati because Cincinnati's owned these guys lately. Well, here's the thing. I'm glad you said that because Mahomes was asked
2: about what they need to do to beat Cincinnati. Guys, Cincinnati 3-0 over the last calendar year, including going to the Super Bowl last year and winning in their house. Here's what Mahomes said about that.
4: Yeah, they're coached well, man. Uh, uh, their defensive coordinator, Coach Anarumo, has, has done a great job of changing up the game plan. I think that's been the best thing is very game plan specific. Uh, it's never the same. He gives you different looks out of the same the same look but different coverages. And that's what I think a lot of great defensive coordinators do is they're able to coach their team up and do a lot of different stuff and variety of stuff but still be sound in it. And I think that's what they do well. And then they have great players. I mean, at the end of the day, they have great players that, that are that are extremely coachable and go out there and do their job to the best of their ability. And so uh, when you're at at this point in the playoffs, you're playing against great teams, and it's about who can execute at a higher level.
3: Will they miss – is this the game where they miss Tyreek Hill? Ooh, good question. Good question. Because if you look at their receiving, it's always Kelsey. Um, and the guy that's sort of become the, the Swiss Army knife, as they've always seems to have one, is Isaiah Pacheco, yeah. the kid out of Rutgers. Yep. But if you look at the wide receivers, Kadarius Toney, who they picked up midseason from the Giants, Juju – uh, only Kelsey's got that's two touchdowns, and Marquez Valdez-Scanling has got the other touchdown. But Kelsey's got 14 receptions. The nearest is Tony with five out of the wide receiver core. Mm.
5: Isn't
3: that interesting? It is. So very just, much so. And I know that you know you could argue, and they did, that they can go get a couple of guys to replace the production almost using analytics, but... Tyreek Hill is a special kind of guy in these kind of games. At least he has been in his time in Kansas City. Yeah. It, it, the offense that had
2: no fall-off. And when you got a quarterback, when you have a quarterback that's going to win another MVP, it makes you wonder, okay, how much do they really miss him? But Mike's right. In these moments, we're going to see. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 929. The game. Let's hear from Jalen Hurts, the, the Eagles quarterback, because he was talking about leadership, Mike. They love Jalen Hurts. I'm talking about his teammates, the, the mm. organization. They just they've fallen in love with the makeup of this guy. And I think, Mike, the Eagles are going to give the 49ers, especially Brock Purdy, all he can ask for on Sunday. Here's uh, what Hertz had to say about leaders.
4: I think, I, think I, have, I just have the desire to 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 win. I think I have a desire to win. Um, I, I put the work in for it, try and be diligent with everything, uh, try and be the best teammate and leader that I can be, and ultimately try and set, set the pace um, and,
2: and set the temperature of the room. Now, the only thing is, in his presser yesterday, okay, because these teams are practicing and they're getting ready, but he he sat down and, you know, they asked him how he felt, and he was like, I felt better. And it kind of caught the attention of everybody, (laughs) like, well, I thought you got all this rest and you looked good last week. Is that a concern hitting in the Sunday? Because he was like,
3: there's right. nothing I can do about it, but I felt better. The shoulder strain, uh, you got two of the biggest pieces of the quarterbacks, one with an ankle, one with a shoulder. Uh, it didn't really seem to be an issue with the Giants because they were never really in a position where you had to put him in harm's way much of that game. They were right. in control. But, you know, you got two super aggressive, super violent defenses getting after it. And, you know, they're going to, they, you know, the 49ers going to try to maybe play the echo of the whistle and get him on his keister. That's part of football. Maybe even take the 15 yards if you have to, knowing, knowing where this is at. Same thing goes for the Bengals and oh, the Oh, yeah. I, I do agree with that. Um, A.J. Brown, you said he was absent last week, right? Well, I mean, three catches for 22 yards, four, four games, one touchdown is last, or 11 touchdowns on the season. But just one touchdown in his last four games, including the playoff win.
2: All right, so he's catching a little heat. And A.J. Brown was asked about it, saying, hey, are you demanding the ball? He's basically saying, look, I'm not a diva. I'm not going to do that. Mm. This was his response to why he hasn't been as productive. It's just not nothing to worry about. Like I said, I'm focused on his week. Uh, we, and um, I'm ready to go. No injury. I'm just ready to go. That's all y'all need to worry about. That's all y'all need to worry about. Mm. So he's not worried.
3: He's but, not gonna go, Stefan Diggs. No, no, that's go, what he's hey, saying. Hurts. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's saying. Yo, 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 yo. Just three catches. You know, so. <laughs> you know, I like AJ Brown. I mean, I don't. I, I've never really heard that. I don't, I don't think he's that kind of guy. So he's not gonna. Definitely not gonna take the bait. Yeah.
2: All right, guys. 4047410929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. You can always text the show. We're live on Twitch as well. We interact there. If you've not checked us out, you get a chance to watch the show. And a big shout out to uh, to Jason, who's running the cameras
3: there in studio. So I posted the picture. You and I both had photos up there of Dan Quinn. I said, DQ staying in Big D hedging his bet on uh, Big Mac imploding so our man Grant McCauley the best baseball guy in town says he says he looks like Fred Durst senior of Limp <laughs> that's a good call <laughs> That's a good call. That got a couple of chocolate scrims and dudes. That's up there. Follow us and put them up, C Dukes and Mike Bell ATL.
2: All right, coming up, six o'clock hour, we're going to talk to Harry Douglas. We'll see what HD thinks about these matchups. I I will say this when you look at, and we were talking about this in the huddle today, uh, the episode, new episode is out, the podcast with Brian Baldinger, Jason Lockham. Four. Mike, the the star power in this Eagles 49ers game Mm. is unbelievable. Like, seriously. You've got the left best, uh, the best left tackle. Right. You've got Bosa. Right. Right. You've got McCaffrey. You've got Kittle. You go to the other side and you start looking at the Eagles personnel, and you're like, oh, they got four guys who had over t- you know ten sacks this season. It's just the star power
3: in that particular game is like, I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen up front. It's the uh, three o'clock game Sunday afternoon, the early game. Uh, the Eagles are still hanging in at two-and-a-half-point favorites right now. As Carl mentioned, the Bengals have gone up and gone down. Now they're just at one-point favorites. That's, I bet that game could be a pickup as they get more and more people at least perceive more positivity about Mahomes' ankle. So here's the deal. Over-under in the Eagles. I think this is going under. It's at 46. Ooh, a 24-21 gets you under and a lot of sacks and a lot of punts. Two great defenses. Yeah. That's a thought, but again colder with the whole thing and then the over under is at 47 and a half and a lot of folks can see that one whoop, going over in the afc all right coming
2: up we'll get you caught up on the top headlines of the day including what mike mccarthy had to say cowboy fans are wondering what's going to happen with their oc we'll tell you the latest coming
0: up next Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
5: We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone